just wisdom that we're talking about, overflowing in wisdom this week. We want to hear what God is saying so that we can just be built up even more. Now, um, let's see, who's going to help me with the time? Because I want to kind of stick with the, because we have other things we have to do. Um, Yo, okay, Franny. I know you will, Franny, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, what, I, what I'm sensing at Calvary, we're dealing with a lot about the overflow, uh, you know, as far as manifesting his glory, the Lord manifesting his glory. And he's, and he's doing that this year. But it's not, his glory is not the only thing that's being manifested. Some, a lot of things have been exposed. You know, manifestation means to bring, bring in the front, you know, bring forward, put on display, you know, show off. And some things are being showed off that, you know, some people didn't think were going to get exposed. <laughs> but I thank God for prayer. I thank God for his mercy. He's Jehovah Hasid. He's a loving and merciful God. And because we love one another, we can just be there. And, and that's why I said I thank God so much for relationships because we can help pull each other up. Amen. We can help pull up our brothers. We can help pull up anybody that is going through different things because of the power of God that is in us. And it is so needed uh, right now. I never thought in my lifetime I would see some of the things that's going on in our world system. Um, you know, I just remember uh, going back to um, elementary school and, you know, the prayers that we would have at school, public school. And, of course, there was no challenge with the Pledge of Allegiance. We were just glad about our country, you know. God blessed us with a country, and God was in everything. And, and it's, um, if it were possible... These things are trying to be uprooted, but they can't because he's from everlasting to everlasting. But sometimes we need to be built up so that we can stand our ground and not allow these different things to displace us and cause us to get off of what we know to be true, what he's already proven to us. And so, of course, we need his power. We need his power. Uh, I was just, how many of you uh, were raised Church of God in Christ? Anybody? Several of you? Okay. Or how many of you would that way? Church of God in Christ. Okay. Or actually Assembly of God and Church of God in Christ, they flow together. Church, assembly? Okay. Amen. And I never paid much attention to the, to the benediction that, that we used to go out on and and it's just rang a, a whole new value to me now that I am, you know, grown and, and the Lord has brought it because a uh, pastor's been dealing with a lot about the Holy Spirit. The, whole, the Lord is going to be manifesting him, the Holy Spirit more and the gifts of his spirit in all these different areas. And um, so that's one of the areas I want to deal with this week is that we have to commune with the Holy Spirit. We have to stay in communion with the Holy Spirit. Um, you're kind of comfortable over there, but I think I might need you over here. There's <laughs> um, a, a song we used to sing uh, in that church, but it spread all over. I, I used to get really, uh, I don't know, pastor would say, this is, this is a Church of God in Christ song, and he would say, this is a Baptist song, and he would say a different song. And I was surprised how many songs was going from one church to the other because I said, I don't know. Because he says, you know, the song, um, You Can't Be God-Given, was, was, uh, was a Baptist song. I don't remember that. I was there eight years with him. I don't remember that being, but I think it came from Church of God in Christ. But it don't matter. <laughs> you can't be God-given. That ain't, that ain't the song, though. I'm not, but, um, but it was a song called Friendship with Jesus, Fellowship Divine. What a blessed, sweet communion. Jesus is a friend of mine. 
we used to sing it, and of course, as a young girl, you don't think about it. But when you're going through the different things that we deal with all the time, we need to know we have that friendship with him. And a friend is not going to let you fall. A friend is not going to leave you by yourself. You're not going to ever have to be alone. He's going to be your strength. So I'm going to hit it a little bit, just trying to... that the world is going to be able to see the power of God working in our lives. But if we don't have that fellowship, the divine fellowship, that sweet communion, I know we talk a lot about our prayer time, our quiet time, and that, and that is that time. But it is so very important. It is a constant. Because you know how you felt when you first got filled and everybody see the, just the glow on you, the power of God. But when we don't stay in tune, we don't stay in communion, that's when a lot of the battles become harder. I don't know about you, but when I'm going through different things and I'm in tune with God, it'll be like, you know, a bullet or a, a dart can fly at me, but it don't bother me. You know, it doesn't hit me just unless haven't really spent that time because I'm reminded when David said thy word have I hid in my heart and I won't sin so I won't give attention to those kind of things because if I know that I'm living right before the Lord it's a lie of the enemy and it's just an attack that is coming against me that God is faithful to me so our power comes through the Holy, Holy Spirit and we need every day to stay in communion with him. I'm going to take a break for now. Thank you. Amen. So as I was speaking, that's found in 2 Corinthians. You can turn there with me. 2 Corinthians 2, excuse me, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. <laughs> and it just took on a whole different uh, 
direction a little bit because it just kind of brought me back to what we used to always say. And, and I just thank God for it because I didn't realize that God was protecting us based on these scriptures. Are we there? 2 Corinthians 13, 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. And that fellowship there, I'm in the NIV, so it reads a little different. And I know yours says, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And a lot of times we, we, we understand about the, the grace of God. But we want to look at it a little bit so we don't take it for granted because we thank God for his grace. But we, we need to be reminded that way that we can commune with him even a little more. Amen? Amen. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. God is so good to bring us together. He knows what we need, so y'all just, let's just see how he's going to take this. All right, so 8 and 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. So that sounds to me like it's nothing he wouldn't do for us to be victorious in our lives, to, to have us to walk in his riches. And how many know we're rich when we know who we are in Christ? We are so blessed. Just let something go wrong in our bodies or in our families, just something just, and they happen at different times but we're rich because we know what to do. We know who to call on. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, he became poor. He gave up all his godly rights and privileges so that he could redeem us, to make a way for us, that we can live these lives that we sometimes might want to take for granted. But we are so blessed because of his grace. And then there's the scripture that talks about his sufficiency, 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. We're going through different things. We have to realize 12 and 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. See, we want to get away from some of the things we go through. We want him to hurry up and fix it. And rightfully so. We, but he says, my grace is sufficient. You know, grace has been interpreted many times as unmerited favor. He cares about us. So he says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. And we need to allow his power to be able to work in the situations that we're dealing with. Because when he does it, it's done right. When he does it, he sees so much further than we see. And he has it all planned out. And he says his power is made perfect. I don't want, it, I don't want half his power towards me. I want it to be perfected in me. I want it to be um, made real. I want the whole world to understand that my God is on my side. And he takes care of things. And that's why we need each other to kind of help undergird each other during these times to remind each other. Because his grace is sufficient. And he will perfect it, even in your weaknesses, even in the weak times in our lives, if we stay in communion with him. We allow him to do it and don't pull to another um, vein. Second Timothy, Second Timothy, the second chapter. Verse 
said Timothy. Okay. All right. Two and one. You then, my son, be strong. And you're my daughters today. So you then, my daughters, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So we've heard him said, be strong in the Lord. But he says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. He's had his merited favor, his um, empowerment is there to help us in every area of our lives. And it's sufficient to help us. So we've dealt with the grace, and now we want to look quickly at his love. 1 John 3 and 1. 1 John 3 and 1. Hallelujah. <laughs> I like him to lavish his love. It says, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. And that, and that is what we are. We are the children of God. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. They don't understand us. <laughs> and so, you know, there's a scripture that says that, you know, don't, don't worry about them, that they don't understand. He says they, they don't understand the things of the spirit. They don't understand the things of the spirit. So it's no reason for us to... to be uneasy and, and get upset when they don't understand. He said, but you know me. You know my love, and I'm lavishing my love on you. That's, that is, if we commune with him. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. <laughs> that opens many opportunities for us. I mean, the God of the universe cares about us. And the more we commune with him, the more we know who we are in him. The more we're reminded of who we are and what we can expect to receive and actually experience in him. <laughs> That's what we are. The children of God. The daughters of God. And great things are to be expected and they're happening all across the, the country. The different, my daughters, all different ones of you, Calvary family, thank God for y'all. Come and support mama. Amen. And, um, you know, he's, he's lavishing his love on us if we recognize and know who he is. Deuteronomy 7 and 8. Something I just kind of got just... I usually have all my scriptures ready, but this one just kind of came to me. All right. Seven and eight. Okay. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your forefathers that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the hand of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. <laughs> wow. Because of his love, that he kept the oath he swore to your fathers. He's still keeping it, even in a generation and a world that is trying to turn away from him. He's still keeping his oath. And y'all have heard the saying, the darker it gets, the brighter we shine. The brighter we shine. And the world needs to see us shining. That's why we need these kind of times to come together and just get refreshed. Get relaxed, get focused, so we can pursue the things that God has for us to do.
to be able to just handle the different situations. When you think of what he's already done, already done, and it's nothing like what he's getting ready to do. <laughs> nothing like what he's getting ready to do. And he's the same God. That's why I go back sometime and get some of the older songs, because I don't want to forget, <laughs> you know, what the Lord has done and, and the songs that they used to sing from, from hard times and, and times when it was like, man, how could they praise God? How could they thank God in the midst of all those things that they dealt with? But they, you couldn't tell me, you couldn't tell them that he wasn't a good God <laughs> because he, he has been. You know, when I watch and think about, you know, even though we went through several things growing up as children and, and we had uh, several of our siblings that were, were sick and, and dealing with different, um, that sickle cell kind of went through my family. And, but you couldn't tell mama that God wasn't good. <laughs> Every time the doctors would just say, you know, I don't know how they're still here and I don't know how they're able to do this and do that and and uh, they all you know all basically lived longer than they were supposed to live and and all that kind of thing and and but you couldn't tell because God was still moving in special ways in supernatural ways and and uh, so she she praised her God in the midst she taught us how to praise even in the midst of a storm even though things were weren't going the, exactly the way we wanted them to and she praised them right into the kingdom of God knowing who they were in Christ. So there's some things that he swore. There was an oath that he swore to our forefathers. And there's some things that he swore to them that a lot of people haven't grasped yet. They haven't grabbed a hold of. And they're, they're there waiting for us to get. Because somebody else didn't take advantage of them. They're for us to grab a hold of. They're still for us. Because he swore to give them to us. He brought us out with a mighty hand. And all of us can think back of some things that he brought us through yes. with a mighty hand. We don't have to go all the way back to Egypt. <laughs> we don't have to go way back there. We know some things. And he's the same God. That same love is here for us today. To, to redeem you from the land of slavery. That's the kind of power when I was talking about when he's got his power for us. It's so much bigger to see what he did. And even though the children of Israel, they wanted to see his power ahead of time. They wanted to see his power while they were mixing that clay and whatever they were trying to mix to make the brick. And um, they got to go and pick up my other daughter. They'll be right back. Um, they wanted the power of God to be manifested while they were being slaves, while they were working. But they wouldn't have been able to really appreciate him as much as when they, he delivered them from that bondage. And they set them free and they were able to leave with all the spoils and all the, all the great treasures. And then when it looked like the enemy was still coming because Pharaoh's army decided they're going to try to take back what God had already said was theirs. He came running towards them. And God said, I got to show these people. I got to show them once and for all. I got to show them. And it was such a big thing when he opened up that Red Sea and let his people through and drowned at the enemy. And that's what's happening in our lives. When the different things are coming against you, just know God's hand, his grace is sufficient for you. His grace is sufficient for you. And he's got a greater thing working for you if you can just relax in his love. But we can't do it without the communion fellowshipping with him. Sometimes you got to get some songs. Some of y'all don't think you sound that good when you're singing, but I tell you just something about him. 
when you could just, whatever he got to do to get you there. You know what I'm saying? Whatever he got to get, do to get you into the, his presence and just remembering, being reminded of what he's promised. And, of course, the word is another, is, uh, of course, the best place. That's where we get our, our songs from. But he delivered us out. Now, therefore, know, therefore, verse 9, know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations. Well, you know, we in there somewhere. <laughs> and what's so good about it, we as leaders, and that's who you all are here, we got to take it to the next generation. Our children have to see it working in us. Our grandchildren, our, our people that we touch, they, they got to see it. They got to see it in a real way. And that's how and why we must continually pursue, focus, and relax in him. keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. Amen. Glory to God. All right, and look with me in Titus 3 and 7. Titus is right after Timothy. Well, I don't have to tell y'all, I'm sorry. It's all right. You know, you just get excited, you just kind of forget. <laughs> Titus 3 and 7. Glory, glory. Okay. Okay, we jumping back. Look like, okay, let's go here. 3 and 7. So that having been justified by his grace... We might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Uh, heir, so that having, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Not only eternal life, but life here. But we're his heirs. We're part of him because of his love towards us. And then... Because we know who we are and we know that he has delivered us at a time when we truly need to be reminded of what he's done for us, then we can have that communion of the Holy Spirit. Because once we have his grace and once we're reminded about his love, then we can commune with the Holy Spirit. And what, how does he want us to commune? Turn with me to Matthew 28. A lot of times people feel like, you know, I just need to get in a corner all the time and, you know, in my secret place. But, yes, we do have to have that time. But he wants us to do something what, with it. That's when you know you have it is uh, when you spend time with him and then you do what he tells you to do. Y'all know where I'm going. Amen. 28, 19. Because <laughs> when we commune with him, we're going to be obedient to him. And he says, therefore, go. That's what happens when you have the Holy Spirit. When you commune with him, now you know exactly he left the Holy Spirit to give us something to do. When he left, he said, I'm, it's expedient that I go because I've got to leave a comforter. And he's going to help you. He's going to help you do what I need you to do. And this is what the Holy Spirit was left to help us to do. <laughs> Y'all looking at me crazy. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And we as leaders, we as women in ministry, that's what we need to commune with the Holy Spirit so we can go. We can go to all the world. And all the world is all your different areas where you are. New York, 
Chicago, Jersey, Arizona, California, all over. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, all over. We can go. And because we can commune, commune with him, we have something to say. We, we, we're living a life that may be with, with some obstacles, but we can win and we can let the world know that it's, it pays to serve the Lord. Then John 14, 26. Once the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you can be a witness for him. 1426. But the, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, that's why we need to spend time with him. We need a counselor. <laughs> Tells us not to confer with the flesh. You need a counselor. Stop calling up sister so-and-so and, and your friend. Because when you need to commune with him, you need to commune with him. You don't need their opinion and what they think. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. That's when we understand who we, are, we have in Christ and the Holy Spirit, that communion with him. 1526. Fifteen twenty six says, And when the counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify of me. <laughs> the spirit of truth. If we ever need a truth, we need it right now. In a world where wrong seems right. Like we picking on somebody for just telling the truth. First Peter one and two. Glory God. First Peter one and two. who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and the sprinkling of his blood. You all have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father. He knew what he was doing when he picked you. He knew what he was doing when he called you. And he's put his spirit inside of you, and you need to commune with him so you'll know exactly how to be obedient to what he's given you to do. So no woman in ministry can lead effectively without the Holy Spirit, without communion with the Holy Spirit. We all have our good days, you know, the days that we get up early in the morning, you feel so good, you spent that quiet time, you got a little time in with the Lord, and you feel real good, and, and you, you know, you just, you're going on. And then there was the times when you just kind of get so busy, just jump out of the bed and just keep going. And um, time gets away, and time gets away, and you start filling your time in with so many other different things. Well, God has given you certain things to do who you never get to the place especially as women in, in leadership because we have to be on top of the things that God has given us to do. We have to be able to uh, stand above board and be counted. So we can't be effective without the communion of the Holy Spirit. And we already spoke about Acts 1 and 8. You will receive power over whatever situation you're dealing with. Power. And, you know, sometimes you feel like you're preaching to the choir because I know everybody knows all these things, but everybody don't do them. <laughs> and so, therefore, we do need to come, to come pull to the side and just 
look, you've got power. I hear about the attacks. I hear about the war. I hear about everything that's going on. But when you have his power, when you are aware of his power and you've spent that time with him where he can adjust whatever he needs to adjust, where he can remind you that you have on that whole armor. He can remind you that the darts may fly, the fiery missiles, I think the Amplified says, the fiery missiles may come towards you. But they won't be able to penetrate you. I know they feel like they're penetrating. Somebody said, you don't know about my situation. <laughs> I know they feel like they're penetrating. But the more you commune with him, the more he will help you to deal with what you have to deal with. And, and just remind you of the things he dealt with and, and the things that, that he already knows. He says, we have a high priest that already knows. Consider him when we're going through. You receive power after. Now, I believe everyone is filled with the Spirit. Scripture tells us we could just ask and you can receive. And Pastor talks about how I received it, you know, years ago, and I, I'm not sorry how I received it. I don't apologize for tearing. <laughs> that was the only way they were, I was, they was getting, getting, the understanding was brought. But whatever way, you don't want to be without but the scripture says if you ask for the Holy Spirit to come in, he, he does come in. Okay? And we do want to encourage you to not only ask for that, but allow his spirit to be able to speak so that you have that heavenly language that you speak to him to build yourself up on your most holy faith. And as leaders, you know, that is, that is a must. You need his power. So if we, but without steady communion we end up doing it our way and we miss it and that's what I said you can't stop teaching and, and encouraging and, and reminding people because there are godly people that have missed it you know we have missed it so if we're called to be a deliverer which I have been called I remember the message I was on my secular job and the Lord spoke that message into me and he told me I was called to be a deliverer, whatever way that was. It, I didn't run with it right away because I didn't know exactly what he meant. And whatever, uh, some people say, well, you still ain't a deliverer. Well, it don't make no difference what you said. I know what God called me to do. Okay? So, I mean, that was the word he spoke to me, to deliver in whatever way. I, don't, I didn't understand, and I still don't know what the, the full part of it is, but I was on my job, and he let me know that I was called to be, be a deliverer through the gift of uh, Keith Butler, preached a message, and, and I, I just knew that I was called. Well, I stayed on my job another two years while God was getting things ready for me to come off or whatever I needed to do, but I knew I was called um, to do that, whatever way it meant. You may be called to be an evangelist. You may be called to be a teacher, called to be a parent, called to be a leader, called to be a preacher called to be a pastor, whatever it is, you can't do it effectively without the Holy Spirit. Because he would love to, to mess with your witness, to keep you from shining and being a, a clear picture. I did a, a message some time ago, and I did a saying about a little child, just asking the mother, just make it clear to me. Please, you know, just walk this walk so that clearly, so that I can understand what you're doing. And as some Christians sometimes that we can get so involved and, you know, so spiritual and doing all these different things that we're not as clear for somebody to walk behind us and understand just how to walk this walk. It's not, it's not that difficult. But we want to be an example to the world. And we need the power of God to help us to do that. How many people do you know that have been called but no longer are walking in their calling? You may know some people. Well, God don't change his mind. He's not confused. So something happened with the communion in, in these different situations. And many of us, sometimes when we're going through it, we want to ask the Lord, you show, you call me. <laughs> you 
no. Can I do something else? Can I go somewhere else? Well, I just want to encourage you. During those times, God is not confused. And that's where you want to know. See, that's why I don't jump in and I don't encourage people to jump in and say, God told me this or God said this and God said that. You just walk in what, what, what he's given you to do right now. You don't have to necessarily give it a name or a title or anything like that. Just, just be a good Christian. Just be a good a person that is carrying the gospel and, and walking it before the world. And, he, and he'll, he'll give you whatever. If it, a title comes with it, fine. If it doesn't. But don't get so caught up in that so that when it doesn't look like something may be changing, well, God never said that you was that anyway. You said it. So then, but when you know that you know, that you know that you know, that God has given you a certain thing, then you just stay Stay where he can continually speak to you and guide you in that thing because he's not through because he's not confused. He has not changed his mind. But if, in fact, you are not absolutely, and I'm not talking about under fire. I'm not talking about you're not sure, you know, now that I'm under a little fire, maybe I ain't sure. I ain't talking about that. If you know what he's given you to do, then you know that he's called you to do it. Nobody Nobody can do it like you. Nobody. Nobody's going to be effective, as effective, as powerful. And I know the devil's lying to you. I know he's telling you how ineffective or in how, how horrible you are and how unworthy you are and how uh, unqualified you are. That's his job. He does his job very well. But we've got to be in communion with him so that we can tell him, use a lie. <laughs> and what God has called for me to do, he's able to perfect it. He's able to make it smooth. And I, I, mean, I talk to God like that. I mean, because he said in Matthew 6 or 7, he says, ask. Ask. Ask what you will. He just says, ask and it shall be given. Well, if it's rough and it's bumpy and it's confusing, then I asked him, Lord, make the crooked way straight. Lord, iron out, iron out the wrinkles. You know, help me, help me to get through this thing. And, and he's big enough to do that. He cares enough about us. He said, ask. So that means I got to spend some time with him to ask him. I'm not asking my girlfriend. I'm not asking some, some dude that, you know, I just want to get a little attention, want to spend a little time, you know. I'm talking to the Lord because I need his direction. And he knows. And, I mean, he wants, he is right there to help you in any situation so that those people that is sitting back there already kind of waiting to see if you're going to finish the race. Sometimes we get really excited about it, and we get to talking. We're bold, and uh, they just, they would love to see you make a couple of back steps. But I'm here to encourage you tonight to commune with the Holy Spirit, and he's going to keep you moving forward. Amen. And I love that, that, that we left out that church service with the love of God, the grace of God, the love of God, and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with you henceforth. And then we were just walking out, and uh, some of us was communion, communion, and some of us wasn't. But we were speaking it out over ourselves with a benediction. All right. We simply have to stay in communion and understand that ministry comes with a price. That's why I said don't jump up and say what you, what you call to do and what you, what you got to do and, and you this and that unless, in fact, you know it.
because you're going you're gonna to pay. There's going to be some things that you're going to have to, to uh, go through as you're getting yourself developed and uh, as the enemy is trying to stop your mouth because he knows how powerful you are, and he just wants to stop you uh, any, any way he can. But he can't if we stay in communion. I don't want to frighten anybody no more than you already built. <laughs> You've been doing this any length of time. You already got a little idea of some of his devices, but the scripture says we are not ignorant of his devices. And the only time we get ignorant is when we try to do it on our own. And we get out and um, don't spend that quality time uh, with, with the Lord. Lucifer was a fallen angel. Notice all the eyes in Isaiah 14. Turn with me to Isaiah 14, 12 through 16. In ministry, ladies, if we communion with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to check you. If every time you turn around, I did this. Did you see me do this? I'm so good. You know, like nobody can handle it as well. I mean, if you're good, you're good. But let somebody else praise you and not yourself. Because we got, to, we got to watch out for a spirit that tries to get in. Isaiah 14, 12 through 16, it says, how art, thou, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground? Why did his, which, which did his weaken the nations? When you fail, you start messing up things. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble? that did shake the kingdoms? Is this the woman of God that was shaking the nation? And now she's narrowly looked upon because she walked away under pressure or under an illusion, under a lie. It just really, it really, um, grieves my spirit when I think of some of, some of the deceit that people fall in behind opening doors to the enemy to get in. It just really, you know, just really hurts to see how he wants to pull us out and what he will use to try to do it, to pull us away from helping people. Like I said, a leader, a minister, a leader, a parent, all of our positions are very, very important. All of our, because of so many people that you don't know that are watching you, Amen. that are dependent on you, that are just so in need of seeing. I mean, we've just been so blessed lately of the people just, just coming um, to the church and, and, and just telling us, all the, the lies that they listened to over the years and and how they just didn't know they just didn't know and how that they, they just they just love what God is doing in their lives and but what if we decided you know I decided one day that you know I'm gonna go along you know I'm gonna just spend all day you know watching my movies you know I like movies <laughs> like certain movies you know, I like Little House on the Prairie. They pray. <laughs> they still pray. They still, you know, they have, they go to church. Some of them be fussing at each other at the church, but they go to church. And I, I still like those kind. But even at that, if I spend all my time doing that and, and um, 
and not acknowledging what God has given me to do. And then I'll start picking up little things. Little things will start e edging in. Maybe I shouldn't use Little House on the Prairie. Maybe I, cause that's a spiritual program. <laughs> You'd be surprised at different things. I remember very well, and I think I've shared with you before, really getting caught up in my soap operas. Then, that was then, this is now. And I was really caught up in a, and uh, you know, we're good Christian people, but we, you know, we didn't do a whole lot of other stuff, so. But you'd be surprised some of that stuff that get in your spirit. That you just figure that you could do it and, and you know, this is the way it should be. So you just gotta guard yourself. Some things that are not, he says, uh, all things are not lawful or, well, all things are lawful, but all things aren't expedient. I could do anything I want to do, basically. But some things are not expedient for me to do. I'm a child of God. I'm a woman of God. I'm a leader. So some things I could do, but I won't do it because of the position God has put me in and, and the, the door that could be open if I go that route. So you just have to be wise in those kind of things. And the sweet communion, when you fellowship with him, he's able to speak to you and kind of let you know, okay, that's enough of this one. It's enough of that. Now let's spend a little more time over here. And, you know, he gives you, I mean, he's a big God, so he knows how to give you a good time. Now we over here trying to mess with the crumbs, and he got some bigger things for us. So let him be God, Okay. Staying in communion with the Holy Spirit will keep you humble. Humility is freedom from pride. Lucifer became proud and arrogant, and he ended up fallen. Was that God's plan for him? No. And neither is, his, is it his plan for us. But we need the Holy Spirit's help. Women in ministry, as well as men, are falling because they have no power. No power. Amen. No power. Without him I could do nothing. Without him I would fail. Without him I would be drifting. Like a ship without a sail.
the fragrance after the rain. The fragrance after. because we have that power source. Sometimes we got to sing it. We got to remember without him, I could do nothing. So that we won't get proud because we, so we won't get put in a position where we get out of place in him. And then we can call him Jesus. Just, just, and, and get right back in place with him. In 1 Corinthians 14.10, it says that there are, many voices out there <laughs> as ladies as ladies that are called leaders women in ministry we need to recognize the different voices recognize what the enemy is trying to do to, to bring us down when um, let's see first Corinthians 14 10 <clears throat> Undoubtedly, there are all sorts of languages in the world, yet none of them are without meaning. Every one of them means something. If then I do not grasp the meaning of whatsoever, what someone is saying, I am foreign to the speaker, and he is foreign to me. But as what is saying here in, uh, I guess, this translation, I believe it's the NIV, there are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world and none of them are without signification. In the Amplifies it says, they have their own power of expression and meaning. And it is, a, it is imperative that we watch what we're listening to and feeding on. It is imperative that we commune with the Holy Spirit. As I brought out earlier, as God is manifesting his glory this year, many other things are being manifested. Some not so pretty. We cannot change our position of communing with the Holy Spirit. So important as leaders. So important to be able to be able to get what God has for us because he wants to put us on display this year. Good things. He wants the world to see that your God is God, and he's working on your behalf. And it would be just like the enemy to speak some kind of stupid thing in your head, and you listening to him, that voice. Feeding on the wrong thing. In 1 Corinthians 10 and 12, it says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he stand, Take heed lest he fall. Again, we're humbling ourselves. Don't think that you cannot fall without the Lord. Okay, even if you feel you are solid, people falling beside you can emotionally affect you. You listening to me? You're feeling just fine. You've built yourself up. You're feeling good. But somebody beside you that you love, somebody that, it, that you want to help, and then they start planting little seeds inside of you because of their hurt, because of their disappointment, because of their confusion, because of them not communing with the Holy Spirit. 
got to watch what you hear, what you listen to. Even if you feel you're solid, people falling beside you can emotionally affect you. So you got to stay in communion so you don't become weary and faint in your mind. You know, there's people that are doing really good. They're feeling real good. They're excited about their Christian walk. And the enemy will make sure you, they see somebody that they looked up very high to, somebody that they respected, somebody they thought would never do this or do that. And instead of us keeping our minds on the Lord, staying in fellowship with the Lord, we're more in fellowship with them and getting all wrapped up in their situation and their challenges instead of directing them to the word, directing them to what your power source is. You're allowing yourself to get wrapped up in their things. And it's going to affect you as a leader, as a woman in ministry, as a woman that is carrying the good news that can make a difference in people's lives. I mean, we love people. And so, of course, we're, we're drawn to them and we, we want to help them. But you have to know your limits. You got to know that the same one that's trying to trip them up is just waiting on opportunity to get you. Waiting on opportunity for you to open up where he can throw you a dart or put a trap or a stumbling block in your way. You know, we, we've probably all been there. You know, this is why. You know, people hurting and they want to know why this happened, why that. And sometimes we don't necessarily have the right answer or we don't feel like, you know, but praise God. We, we're not God. But we have a relationship with him. The scripture tells us that the secret things belong to the Lord. And there are some things that we may not be able to explain to them but we can love them and we can tell them that God never fails. You know, he's faithful. You may not see it all right now. What was that? <laughs> all right. And then in Hebrews 12, 3, it says, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Hebrews 12 and 3. I'll just read it to you. You can put it in your notes. We consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Consider him who went through a lot so that you don't get weary and faint in your mind. Amplify says, just think of him who endured from sinners such grievous opposition and bitter hostility against himself. Reckon up and consider it all in comparison to your trials so that you may not grow weary or exhausted, losing heart and relaxing and fainting in your mind. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we got a little taste, get a little start here of knowing what we need to do. And we're here during this time to just get a charge. I'm charging you to kind of go over what we've talked about and let's just really set our heart to really commune with the Holy Spirit. Let's just enjoy the presence of the Lord while we're here. And um, we got some more for you in the morning. Seven. 